0: One were you, Joanna Lumley or Jennifer Saunders? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, my ability to smoke and
1: drink.
0: Welcome to episode 8 of Rockstar CMO FM. The M is for marketing, the F, well, you decide, as this is yet another effing marketing podcast. I'm your host, Ian Truscott, founding editor of rockstarcmo.com and chief bottle washer. B2B content marketing agency, Aprep Bingo. This episode was recorded on Friday the 1st of May. We are deep in lockdown at the Rockstar CMO penthouse and we hope you and yours are safe and thank you for choosing to isolate with us. This week I have two things to discuss. The first is we have a brand new issue of Rockstar CMO just dropped today and later I chat to Jenny Young, CMO of Contactless Payment Solution Tapit. A splendid conversation that I think you'll enjoy with a market that went from auditor to ABFAB to fintech marketing leader. So, let's get started, shall we? Before we get to Jenny, I just want to mention the latest issue of Rockstar CMO. If you're not familiar with us, we publish once a month, and each issue is named after a classic album. I say classic, I think from the beginning I've used the term very loosely, and this month I went with Damien Jr. Kong Marley's Welcome to Jamrock. It could have been for the opening line of the track of the same name, Out in the Street They Call It Murder, which seems apt during lockdown, and to be honest, sounds a lot better when he says it. Out in the street, they call it murder! But the reason why I chose this album was for the track We're Gonna Make It, as that's the tone we've set for this month's issue.
1: Yes I know, we're gonna make it
0: As usual we have some splendid articles and advice from almost a dozen rockstar marketers and all the usual shenanigans, including me throwing Alec Baldwin in the Rockstar CMO swimming pool. If you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know why, but worth a read. We also go backstage with John Howe Marshall, CMO of Split Media, the developers behind the app XSplit, which enables 13 million gamers to create content. And in the absence of live sports and with gamers becoming the celebrities of this new media age, I wanted to find out more and see what makes this marketer tick. It's an interesting interview and maybe, hopefully, John will join me on this podcast for a future episode and we can dig into that. So that's the latest episode of Rockstar CMO. I hope you'll check it out on rockstarcmo.com and click on the latest issue. (laughs) On to our interview. Today I'm joined by Jenny Young, CMO of Tapit, a contactless payment platform who I first virtually met about 18 months ago when we went backstage with her for rockstarcmo.com and regular readers will know her from the fantastic advice that she provides into our Green Room series every month. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you do too. Over to Jenny. Welcome, Jenny.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. And you're the CMO of Tap It. Um, And for people that don't know about about you, what's your role? And and tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, Well, I'm very fortunate to be part of such a great organisation. I am the CMO, which means that I have responsibility for the marketing, the brand, the comms and anything else people need a bit of help with uh, across every territory we work in. So that's from the Middle East through to Europe and through to North America and beyond. So I am very fortunate. Um, the organisation TAPA it is a cashless payment and de- data ecosystem provider. So basically we do mobile payments and RFID technologies that help events and event organisers and venues kind of unlock real data from their fans. And we make events better, we make fans' experience better because we cut down queues. And especially at the moment, you know, we provide sort of cashless um, payment opportunities, which, um, yeah. to be honest, are quite pertinent in this current climate.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, <clears throat> we're, we're a contactless society right now. So it sounds sounds like exactly what we need. And and what inspired you yeah. to get into marketing? I, um, I mean, we did the backstage Q&A together uh year before last i think it was and um and i remember doing the research and you came from an auditor background
1: correct <laughs> <laughs> yes i think yeah that's that's still a point of amusement for most people who know me um <laughs> I, I think I think back in those days you didn't really know so I had no idea what people did in offices I had no idea whatsoever so when mm-hmm. I looked for a job I wanted to go for a good job with a good salary that at least my mom and dad wouldn't be ashamed about mm-hmm. so um I I ended up auditing for one of the big firms um and I think on the first day we did this uh, team building thing where we had to do a personality test and uh, the guy looking at my results went, you're, you're highly creative. We've never seen something like this in, in people coming through our business. And mm-hmm. at the same time, on my first day, I kind of realized this really isn't for me. So whilst it was a really great education, you know, I understood about finance, something that often marketing people get left behind on. Um, It drove me up the wall and I spent probably two years planning an an exit and understanding actually what I wanted to get out of my next job, which luckily I found in the Mm -hmm. shape of PR.
0: Right, so I mean, you're. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple of really interesting points there. The one one of them is is you're absolutely right. I mean, um, marketing today is about balancing the creativity with that understanding of data and finance, right? So it sounds like you yeah. got off a good start there. And, um, yeah. and and presumably at some point you decided that the shame of your parents in becoming a pub <laughs> marketer was, <Yes>. was, <laughs> was was fine. But and then and then you went into PR, and, and is yeah. that was that then your springboard?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the great thing about PR a lot of the time is that you're basically doing right across the marketing mix, except you're not getting paid the right amount of money for the job. So in in my very first role, yes, I got to manage events. I got to do comms. I got to even book ads, plan ads, write ads, write copy. You know, I really got involved with everything, which gave me a really sort of strong base, although I was still sort of masquerading under the guise of um, some PR, so ad fab yeah. caricature.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and were you, you, you were you client side or agency side at that point?
1: I was agency side. I started mm-hmm. off at uh, Lynn Frank's PR, which was what ad fab was actually based on. So I <laughs> went from a a very dry um, mm-hmm. business focused, you know, accountancy consultancy in, and I was sort of rocket. Launched into Lynn Frank's PR, which was an incredible experience, but it was completely at the other end of the business spectrum. I think that's the best way of putting it.
0: I mean, I will include a link to Absolutely Fabulous in the show notes for anybody who's not familiar with it, perhaps not yeah. from the UK. But, um, <laughs> and that two questions spring to mind immediately uh, from that. One is, which one were you, Joanna Lumley or Jennifer Saunders?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, my ability to smoke and drink at that time meant I was like firmly in the centre, although my toast taste was slightly better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other one, that must have been quite the contrast from the... From the auditing <laughs> environment to then move into probably the extremes of uh, marketing and yeah. agency life.
1: Yeah, it was, it, was, it was very challenging. I think I worked similar hours, but um, the salary and expectations were slightly different. Um, yeah. But it was really great. And I think everyone that I had the opportunity to work with in that business has, has gone on to incredible things. It's such an exciting time for marketing and comms. Yeah, um, back yeah. in the day way back in the day
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I think that um it's still it's still exciting but maybe we don't fall out of as many taxes as we used to <laughs> yeah. yeah the,
1: the long lunch has way gone <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that, that's a shame well um, I wonder if uh, creativity has gone up or copywriting has gone up <laughs> in terms of quality <laughs> that well, um, and so and then you you progressed through your career and you became a CMO what's your first CMO role
1: Oh my goodness, it was actually at a charity um, called V Inspired. It isn't here any longer, but it was about getting young people um, into volunteering and giving back to their communities. Um, so it was really nice to go from a. Uh, before that, I'd worked in a sort of very hardcore live entertainment environment, and it was great to be able to go from there to somewhere where I could use my sort of youth marketing experience, um, but use it for sort of social good. It was my my turn to give back, and I I really enjoyed it.
0: Nice was that was there still the voice of pride from your parents in, in the in the background? Do,
1: do you know what? My parents, um, they don't really understand what I do. They never have, and the only uh-huh. time they've been happy about it was when I managed to get them free tickets to status quo. Cool. <laughs> I think that sets a lot. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, thanks, that's brilliant." It's just like, "Great, if I'd known it was status quo, that's was going to keep me in the wheel. I'd have done it a lot earlier."
0: <laughs> I love it. um So, um you, you mentioned Tappet and um, briefly just just a moment ago. How long yeah. have you been with with Tappet?
1: Uh, for the last nearly two years in May actually so um, I went from working part-time and as we've scaled up and got busier and busier and busier um, I've, I've ended up going full-time and yes it's taking up pretty much most of my life at the moment
0: which is good. Which is good and where where it, where's Tapit based?
1: Oh my goodness we have got offices in the UAE we've got offices in Leeds offices in London uh, and North America as well um, but to be honest um, what is an office at the moment yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, we're based all over the place
0: that's true and um, we did I mentioned earlier on we did this backstage q and <clears throat> I think 18 months ago I think you were yeah. one of the early ones we've been running for two years so you're one I of the, the early A-pig. ones <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, I won't make any comments about that. we knew exactly what we were doing when we started. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, you're, I'll include a link to the, the full interview in the, in the show notes. But what, one of the things that sprung out at me was um, in all of the Q&As, we asked for people to give advice for people that are joining, uh, you know, becoming a CMO for the first time. And your, your advice was to listen, listen, listen. Tell us a little bit about that and how that's helped you in this career. I think
1: sometimes with marketing it can be about ego you know do you see your creative out on the streets have you designed a good logo have you done some great digital marketing you know what does it mean to keep you know your creative passions going um but actually um I think some of the best marketing takes the ego out of the situation and, and looks at the problems you're actually here to solve for a business and I think both internally and externally people can tell you things that you need to know before you can work out what your course of action should be so yeah. i think you know if if you're if you're just totally open minded and you go in you speak to everyone from customer service, even through to you know reception, HR, sales, account management. Everyone can tell you about their pain points. And with that context, you can come up with the best ways of solving the business problems. Um, and, and so I think that's so important. And, it, and it's not about having prejudged ideas of, right, we've got to quickly build a website to sort this out. We've got yeah. to do that. You can, you can get knee-jerky in marketing. And I think just taking that time to listen – and just soak it all in and then understand actually what is the problem you're here to solve makes all the difference when you're deciding on strategy or tactics.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I've had a lot of um, similar conversations where marketers, you speak to a lot of marketers who have never met a customer. Uh, and, yeah. and and there are even some marketers that have never met a salesperson in their own organization. You think, well, where are you getting your ideas from?
1: Yeah, and, and that's it. And, and often so much creativity comes from marketers. But if you're not actually applying it to the right, the right pain point then it's just never going to work
0: yeah and then at at the moment as well listen a lot of people interpret to that to be look at the data where's your view between you know that quantitative talking to people and data and also the data how how do you fit in that sort of balance where do you feel
1: i kind of i kind of sit in the middle to be honest i think Data is the real sort of black and white. Was it "data kills the hippo"? Is one of my friend's favorite yeah. sayings. And so it's a really important part of your kind of marketing arsenal, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this bit of creativity that marketing's here to do, or else you could probably just automate most of your business. You know, marketing is here to add that special sauce. It's going to take your business to the next level, and it can't yeah. all be about data. You know, yeah. you've got to test, you've got to prove. But at the same time, if you don't have that extra sparkle you're just gonna be the same as everyone else
0: so I I do
1: think it's about balance
0: yeah yeah and on that data point um we're also about measuring the success of marketing I Mm. think actually we we talked about this in the in the backstage what's what's your view on how to measure success once you started down that road
1: I think I would never start a marketing campaign without agreeing what success looks like up front. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the best ways of making sure that everyone is aligned because you and I've done this myself is I've started a marketing campaign and then I've clarified with my CEO. Right. So we want to achieve these things. He's like, what do you mean you're going to achieve these things? I, I need you to do this. And yeah. so, you know, actually getting the board aligned, getting the senior management team aligned, getting the CEO aligned with actually what you're setting out to achieve means that you can track and communicate so much more effectively. So I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things you can do. And if you if you do that, because let's face it, marketing sometimes isn't successful. You know, you sometimes yeah. fail. That's That's how you learn. But yeah. if you're setting out what your plan A, your plan B, your plan C and the outcomes are, then you've got that wriggle room, you've got that space to be creative and to be brave. If you don't set that yeah. out at the beginning, you're scuppered.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a very, that's very British good. term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's a that's an excellent point because, um, and I talk about this all the time. Uh, um, if you're not aligned with your uh, with what the organization is trying to do and what the C suite are trying to do, then you're you know, that's why people are hiring chief growth officers and getting rid of the CMO, right? Because of that, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, um, if we sort of mentioned earlier on about um, the the fact that we're in lockdown and the, and the impact it's had on your business and the fact that you're contactless, which is splendid. Um, how are you coping, and and what's what's your survival tip right now? We're um just to let people know we're recording this kind of how many weeks are we now into lockdown in the UK? Six weeks, something like it feels Four, like two.
1: five. <laughs> blur,
0: <laughs> and, I, and I think it's Friday. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so what's your top survival tip, both both in terms of you know you as a leader in your business and also personally? How how are you coping?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, I. I think my biggest tip as a leader is the fact that, and we all know this, business is all about people. You know, whether you're yeah. buying your product or whether they're working with you in a team. I think it's so important at the moment to appreciate, yes, we're all going through lockdown, but everyone's lockdown is different. You know, yeah. some people yeah. are, have no space, have no outside space. Some people are worried about loved ones. Some people just can't get away from people. And some people are incredibly isolated. And, and yeah. business is still continuing. And if, if you're not aware of, of of other people's feelings around this and, and what's impacting yeah. them, you're no, never going to get proper business done. Um, yeah. So I think that that's a huge, big thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can never be too conscious of that. So that's probably my my tip yeah. around business. What am I doing to keep myself sane? Uh, <laughs> do you know what? And this will probably, probably only apply to roughly half the listeners of, of, on this podcast is the fact that, Every day I'm getting up and I'm getting properly dressed for work. I mean, I've never done the suit thing,
0: but yeah, yeah. I'm making
1: sure that on my days of the week I'm properly getting dressed and then my yeah. weekends I'm properly slobbing out and that just gives me a little bit of structure. Yeah. It's about, you know, sort of 10 minutes more time to get that done and I feel actually like I'm working.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I think a lot of people have been um, choosing their own way with that, but, you know, with getting dressed and stuff. But Actually, I was talking to uh, Rachel Miller <laughs> Um, who's, um, who's uh, head of um, influencer marketing at SAP in a previous podcast episode. And we had this joke about whether, whether we were wearing pants or not. Um, probably, uh, <laughs> probably gone too far with that one. Yeah. But I think it's been interesting because I've seen on, on LinkedIn um, former colleagues that, are, that have taken photographs themselves by their home office desk dress sharp and yeah. other people are talking about how when they emerge from this finally they're going to look like they were on castaway you know so they're, yeah. gonna, <laughs> they're giving it the whole you know the whole shaggy beard and everything I mean I obviously that's more appropriate to to the the men that I speak to but um, <laughs> I, I think I think it's interesting how people are choosing their own way of of working and I think yeah. that um but do you think that I mean do you think that this is now opening up um, more flexible working for a broader bunch of people I mean were you office based before and you've switched or is this is this normal for you
1: I, I, I've always been quite fortunate in the for the last while I've I've worked from home a fair bit but then I've also traveled quite a bit so, yeah. so having that travel and that working from home has helped me sort of balance my home life yeah I um, I'm hoping that it will create new flexible ways of working but I'm also seeing the challenges you know some people that I work with single parents three mm. kids doing their work at midnight you know I think it's really important to be able to try and find those boundaries whether that's being mm. in a physical space or just actually setting some, some lines in terms of communication so that you you yeah. get that balance because things yeah. are blurring as you mentioned <laughs>
0: yeah on every yeah. level yeah yeah for sure. Um and and then um so move on from uh, lockdown we I'm, I'm not I wasn't just mentioning it cuz I feel we have to. I think it's important to share yeah. some of our tips and stuff of, of what we've been doing. Um to so move back to uh, the Rockstar CMO conversation we had. Um and I lo- I love this. And I, I understand it now. We've talked about your PR background. But <laughs> Um, Just to explain to the listeners that may not know this, we have the Rockstar CMOs from Paul. It's the place where we throw all the bullshit and snake oil of our industry, all the things we don't like, into with the hope that it'll never come back. Um, Of course, they do. And what you nominated, which I loved, was can we get some PR on this? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Or oh, just even hearing it sets my teeth <laughs> and my jaw on edge. I mean, it is the equivalent of someone coming home to their partner and going, how are you today? And then just going, fine. It is such a loaded statement. And yeah. it comes from so many different perspectives. I think sometimes, um, can we get some PR on this, means if you don't get me front page of the FT about this story, not because I need it, but because I want it, mm-hmm. then you've done a rubbish job. So that yeah. bothers me. I think there's a lot of people who are still very attached to physical newspapers yeah. and press. But actually, most people consume their media completely differently. Yeah. Um, but then I actually think there's so many other questions you need to ask after that, which is yeah. why? <laughs> why yeah, do you want yeah. PR on this? Because the next yeah. question is probably, oh, well, we need to drive more sales. Is this going to get you sales? Yeah probably not is no. a targeted digital campaign going to do it so I think yeah. you know, it's about really asking those next questions rather than going yeah right it. right straight away
0: <laughs> I love it and, 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 I, and I was I was going to mention why when you were talking about listen 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 because yeah. um exactly what you were saying about data um uh, trumps the hippo um uh-huh. in the in the um why often is it can can kill that conversation straight away yeah. if you've got the balls as a senior marketer to turn to the C suite that said to you can we get some PR on this and you say why yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> then then you're going to you're going to be you're going to be in good shape and I, and I completely agree with you and it's also something um that marketers get trapped into sometimes in that yeah. you end up marketing to your own C suite
1: yes yeah, that's it. I mean, I will tell you a couple of stories of where, you know, I once had to book some outdoor media, not because it was going to drive business, but it was because so a CEO could see it, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and a lot of, you know, as I said, marketing is about ego and it's not just about marketeers' egos, it's often about business yes. egos. And yeah, You know, as, as somebody who's passionate about driving a business, you've got to take that out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I was thinking the same thing just a minute ago. It was, um, I'm sorry, I get too enthusiastic about some of these things. I was, and, I, and I also wish I could remember um, the references and where I get these things from. But I was, re, I was reading a book about um, the, there was an agency that actually did that. They they posted billboards uh, knowing the route, the C, that their client yes. took to the office. And yeah. then and, and then the client was like, we're everywhere. Yes. And, and I think yes. whether that story is true or not, I think it's so, um, I, I've seen that so much. I, I recently mm-hmm. was actually working... Uh, with a software company, and uh, the the CEO was saying, um, "But I don't see our um, our, uh-huh. our pay per click ads." Well, no, of yes. course you're not going yes. to see them because you keep refreshing the bloody page. Google's <laughs> <And> figured <of course laughs> you out, you know. And yes. those kinds of things, we, we we tend to get so trapped in that. And I yeah. think that broadly comes under the "Can we get some PR on this?" and the and the yeah. and the why. I, I love oh. the why question. I love yeah,
1: the why. I, I remember the other one is. Why is it? I see our competitors everywhere. Uh, like, Did you click on their website? Yes. Yes. Oh, Og <laughs> marketing. <laughs> They're wasting their clicks on you. Just enjoy yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help yourself. Yeah, yeah. You go for it. <laughs> Keep clicking. Yeah. <laughs> Where um, just on just on that, and I just wonder what your opinion on this. Um, when it comes to targeting uh, your competitors with keywords and stuff, maybe you don't want to share it, but I don't think that's a particularly wise move. What, what do you think?
1: I I'm not a fan of it.
0: I think yeah.
1: uh, marketing for me is about integrity. I think yeah. as soon as you start getting involved in these, you know, I've I've seen click wars before and it's yeah. never pretty and you just end up wasting money. Yeah. If you can focus on your brand and what you can do for a customer, doesn't matter yeah. who clicks on what.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, just, I always yeah, think.
1: I like
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I always think of it like um, you know, if if two people are going through a divorce, the person that wins is often the um, the lawyer, you know. And lawyer,
1: especially like, oh totally.
0: Yeah. Whereas in this environment, um, who wins? Google wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely it.
1: I just you want to take the moral high ground in marketing. If you're having to resort to tactics like that, then you're in the wrong business.
0: Yeah. 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 So anyway, I really enjoy our conversation um so far. Um Jenny, um, and I look forward to speaking to you again. It's really nice to to connect with you. Um <laughs> yeah. and maybe in real life uh, we can we can actually meet in person. Who knows? Yeah well, one day, sounds one day. exciting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a pub, um, well that
0: would be good. Oh my god. And it, I, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I actually posted on Facebook. That I think it's we're going to be in some kind of Hogarth painting when this all comes out. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Gin Lane. It's just like a 17th century portrait yeah. of all of the yeah, British pretty much in the street. I, of I, yeah.
1: Well, you see, I'm worried about that because I just don't think my drinking stamina is going to match the 24-hour bender <laughs> I want to go on after this.
0: I get the impression that a lot of people have been practicing from what I can see in my Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <thing. laughs> that's it. okay so um so jenny as we can't meet in person and none of our uh, listeners can if they spin the dial on the interwebs where would they find you
1: oh that's a very good question so um business-wise T-A-P-P-I-T dot com um, mm-hmm. remember the double t- double P that's very important we're also uh-huh. on Twitter at underscore tap it um, mm-hmm. and then I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Twitter at Jenny Young UK but to be honest it's been more neglected than my uh, <laughs> bread making has in this uh, <laughs> lockdown so I wouldn't expect any gems from there very fast
0: <laughs> well I mean I follow you and occasionally mention you when I see something interesting be but very uh, you, Jenny, <laughs> and uh, thank you and uh, i look forward to speak to you again and thank you for joining it's
1: us it's been a total pleasure thanks so much
0: Ian. so that's it episode eight in the can and ready to be pressed and slotted into the podcasting jukebox of your choice Thank you to Jenny. Another fun conversation. I'll be honest, I wasn't sure if this podcasting thing was for me, but with these guests, it's been fun so far. I mean, did we really need another effing marketing podcast? If you like what you hear, then please drop us a like in the podcasting platform of your choice. If you have any comments or feedback or suggestions, you can find us at Rockstar CMO on Twitter or LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Ian Truscott. You'll find all the links that we refer to in the show notes at rockstarcmo.com slash podcast. Hope you'll join us next week. Speak to you soon.